The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. We are back, and we are in the middle of breaking down the wonderful world of Lars Butler and his Artificial Intelligence Foundation, and we've tied Lars Butler into the CIA, the NSA, the DOD, the FBI, the White House, etc., etc., etc. And we've proven to you that he's not just some innocent video game mogul. This guy is eyes deep in military and intelligence partners and investors. And so today we're going to continue that journey and I'm going to try to wrap it up for you. I have an interview I mentioned yesterday that I conducted yesterday that I am going to play for you. I believe it's going to be tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow, because there was an article that came out that was given to me by Maria Albanese, co-host on the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays on Paine.tv or wherever it is that you listen to the Thomas Paine podcast, and this article plays right into what my conversation with the guest was about. And so over in France, the government, in cooperation with Google, CIA, uh, utilizing Google's aerial mapping technology in cooperation with uh, drones, And the aerial mapping technology comes from Google Earth, comes from Google Maps. We showed you before that that was started with InQtel CIA money. Then Google took hold of that company, absorbed it, made it mainstream, put it on everyone's phones and in everyone's cars. And so what's happening over in France is that the French government is upset that there are people in France who built pools and outbuildings like garages and sheds and such during COVID when the government zoning and planning and licensing boards were all closed down. That happened here in the United States too in a lot of places. And so there are people who said, my life must go on. I am building my pool. My life must go on. I am building my shed. My life must go on. I'm building a garage. I'm building a barn. I'm putting up solar panels, whatever it may be. And so the government of France says, no, 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 no. We're partnering with Google. A company started with intelligence money in the United States. And we are going to use drones to scan your backyards, to scan your private property. And we are going to send you tax bills for said pools, barns, garages, solar panels, etc. And so as of right now, it looks like they've already found people, over 20,000 of them who built pools without permission from the government. 
And so those people have gotten tax bills in the mail. And now they're going to expand the program to find the rest of those horrible cheats that built garages without permission, and they're going to send them bills. And why that article ties into my interview yesterday is because the guest and I spoke about this, essentially a dissertation they wrote on how the government here in the United States is going to use and has been using the technology they've been developing in partnership with the private sector. Yeah, the private sector technocrats, you know, is part of the public-private partnership. And the regulations and the laws they've gotten passed over the years to harass and destroy and bankrupt me and you. And so I decided to rework the introduction to that interview utilizing this article because it was just perfect it fit together maria sent it and i said wow we do live in the matrix you just sent me something that i needed the missing piece and so i'm reworking that and i will have that interview out uh hopefully tomorrow if we can wrap up lars butler today Sorry, I have to lean down for one second, folks. I dropped my trusty pen. Okay, so let me just outline quickly what we're going to be covering today because this is going to be jam-packed with videos and some articles. I am going to show you briefly another Lars Butler video, another presentation of the Mind Twins that he did on a digital conference. I just want to point out... Uh, a couple of new things that came out of that presentation that I watched this week. We're going to get into Deepak Chopra, a partner of uh, AI Foundation, who has a working Mind Twin app on the market. We're going to show you how they're normalizing that. And it's important because Deepak Chopra is somebody I'm going to talk about later. He's kind of like a Ray Kurzweil type guy. He says some really crazy stuff, so I'm going to introduce him now because it's important and it fits into this AI Foundation story uh, because he lent himself to become a mind twin and also because he sits on their global board. Then we're going to get into some real-world cases of where deep fakes have been used to fool the public on social media accounts like Instagram just so that you're aware of the possibilities and then we are going to look at a company who is, you know, building a system to track these deep fakes. Again, uh, these guys all work on the same team, but I, I want to show that to you because it is important. And then I'm going to show you a deep fake of Zelensky that was supposedly created by the Russians. And I don't want to get into the politics of Russia, Ukraine. If you want to know my personal belief, I tend to lean towards the fact that the United States, Russia, and others all work together, including Ukraine, and they're all working together to form this idea of a World War III, the perception of World War III, and just to drag us all into another war. It's another distraction. It's another COVID. So it's not about that. I'm showing it to you because I'm not sympathetic to Zelensky. I'm showing this to you because it was on the news and it made people aware of deepfakes and it goes to show how 
these can really be used for nefarious purposes and also that the media is pushing the idea that they could be used for nefarious purposes to push it into the lexicon. And then we'll finish up with something a little a little lighter use of one of the deep fakes in uh, pop culture. And then I'm going to circle back around and show you a company in which I think possibly, possibly, I don't have the proof, I didn't delve deep into it yet, but it's been on my radar for a couple of years, where this company could possibly be utilizing mind twin technology already to fool the public. Remember, I posed a question to you at the end of yesterday's show, and that was after you watched the mind twin technologies um you know, in their first public demo. And after I had explained to you and went over all my personal emails with the AI Foundation from 2018, I said to you, how do you know that when you're watching the news, you're watching your favorite television broadcaster, whether that be Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity or Rachel Maddow or Anderson Cooper or whoever, doesn't matter, and they are interviewing one of your favorite trading card hero politicians like Barack Obama or Donald Trump or even the president, Joe Biden. How do you know that one of those individuals, uh, either the TV broadcaster or the trading card hero politician, if not both, are actually AI deepfake mind twin projections and they are not the real people? And they are operating autonomously. How do you know that now? I mean, to be honest with you, I don't. There's been videos that came out over the last couple of years that people have posted on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook and other places showing Dr. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Fauci, I'm going to slap you up that side of the head with a piece of prosciutto. If you don't believe me, I'm science, and that's the way it is. It's science, I'm science, I come from Brooklyn, I'm science. And so Dr. Fauci has a weird shadow sitting over the top of his uh, button-up dress shirt, and it looks as if this kind of hanging skin on his neck is detaching as he talks. And that was at least what I know of in the early phases of the deepfake technology, some of the projects we were involved with where we were lending a voice uh, or one of my voice actors had their face scanned and they were helping drive the AI puppet. They had problems in the neck because their shadows cast under the chin and then where the neck connects to the shirt creates a very sharp line and therefore it looked like there was separation so could it be i don't know we might look at the video i've got the full fauci interview because i didn't want to use any of the twitter uh cut-ups because you never know if somebody manipulated those so i actually got the full video off of the nbc news site so we could take a look it's not that important but it does bring up the question are they utilizing deep fake mind twins of these guys already and why would they be doing that i don't know maybe for the reasons that lars butler talks about maybe anthony fauci wants to lay in his bed all day eating uh, a charcuterie board with prosciutto and uh, provolone cheese i mean maybe that's his thing 
Maybe he wants to sit around and eat uh, garlic bread all day while he lays in bed and um, twiddles his toes. And then he sends his AI mind twin out there on television to do his talking for him. I mean, isn't that what Lars Butler said it's for? So you could, you could lay around all day in your bed and, and drink a bottle of chocolate syrup? I mean, seriously. So maybe that's what's going on. It could be. I'm not sure. I think it's weird that they built a set at the White House where they let us know that Joe Biden gets filmed on a set. Could Joe Biden be a deepfake sometimes? I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. In the big scheme of things, does it really matter? I think it would matter from the sense that it shows again that we're in this bridge from the natural life into this metaverse cyber world. And if you do believe Klaus Schwab and others, we are in the middle of the fourth industrial revolution, which is the movement from the third industrial era to the fourth industrial era. The great reset, I believe, this great reset anyway, kicked off with COVID. I do believe that. Uh, There were technologies like Zoom video conferencing and everything else that were being readily used before COVID, but COVID really pushed all of this stuff forward at, as Donald Trump would say, warp speed, right? At warp speed, wonderful warp speed, Operation Warp Speed. It's going to be great. Military's in charge. Great people, great people, so great. Military can't be corrupted. None of them can, which brings up General Keith Alexander, the NSA, who is partnered with Lars Butler at AI Foundation, who is partnered with Lars Butler at IronNet, his own company, and is partnered with Lars Butler at IP3 International, the program designed to sell nuclear reactors to Saudi Arabia and ship the waste product over to Russia. And it was all being kind of done in secret. It was secret meetings with Tom Barak and Crown Prince MBS and others in the Trump White House. We're going to get into that one day. Um, And so Keith Alexander, we will review at the end of the show, then I'll ask you a series of questions, because I have to show you Keith Alexander. And as you see, these military and intelligence guys are on the boards of all these companies. Alexander sits on so many companies. And so this is just the military looking out for you these great generals they're patriots they love to help build ai and deep fakes and brain chips and uh, the metaverse i mean they're just wonderful people so pro-human they're protecting humanity so much that they sit on the boards of companies to help destroy and erase humanity i mean that is exactly what these guys are doing Now, before we take our first break, I want to play you a message. Not that I like this guy's politics or anything else. I think he's a good actor. I think he has a great, iconic voice. But let me play you this message so you can think about this as we go to commercial break. Here is not Morgan Freeman. I am not Morgan Freeman. And what you see is not real. Well... At least in contemporary terms, it is not. What if I were to tell you that I am not even a human being? Would you believe me? What is your perception of reality? Is it the ability to capture, process, and make sense of the information our senses receive? If you can see, 
hear, taste, or smell something, does that make it real? Or is it simply the ability to feel? I would like to welcome you to the era of synthetic reality. Now, what do you see? Folks, and I'm just telling you, if you are not watching the video podcast, join us at pain.tv slash gold because that's the type of video you need to see. That was mind-blowing. That really looked like Morgan Freeman. It moved pretty damn real. The voice was great. That was taken from a voice actor that was not a deep fake audio. That was a voice actor uh, running the uh, AI puppet. But, folks, that was one of the most amazing, uh, most realistic uh, versions I've seen so far. And I want you to remember that as you go into the break, because at the end of the show, I'm going to bring up another company and I'm going to ask you what you think. Could those be deep fakes that we're seeing? And so when you take that break, just think about the smooth, silky voice of not Morgan Freeman. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And I'll be right here, right here back on pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, folks, this is Dustin Gold. On the Dustin Gold Standard, here on Payne.tv. Folks, what did you think of that video of the fake Morgan Freeman? I'm telling you, that was actually freaky. It was actually mind-blowing. And so I'm going to play it one more time because I really want you to listen to what he is saying. Listen to the words. Forget the impression. Forget what it looks like and just listen to the script really absorb the words coming out of the fake morgan freeman i am not morgan freeman and what you see is not real well at least in contemporary terms it is not what if i were to tell you that i'm not even a human being did you hear that what what you're seeing what you're hearing is not even real at least in contemporary terms But in the future, oh, in the future, it will be very real, folks. It will be very real because it will be everywhere. This is very similar. This rendition here is very similar to the soul machines we looked at, where the textures of the skin and everything are very realistic. The eyes are very realistic. And this one, his mouth actually moves really, really good for a CGI deepfake. And so just keep listening to the words. Would you believe me? What is your perception of reality? What is your perception of reality? And in the future, we are going to get into Peter Thiel and some of his puppets out there who have pushed the concepts of there is no reality. There is only the perception of reality. We're going to break down Deepak Chopra, who talks about the fact that there's only energy and we aren't real and our bodies aren't real and there's only consciousness. And this is what they're prepping you for. 
this is what these type of videos combined with when like the matrix movies come out this is what they're doing it's predictive programming and it's getting you ready it's desensitizing you to starting to see these cgi ai driven puppets in commercials on screens inside of the mall or inside of a store on flat screens at the gas station or at the checkout station at a grocery store you're going to start seeing these androids these cyborgs all over the place because as he said it's not real today but it's going to be real coming in the future is it the ability to capture, process, and make sense of the information our senses receive? If you can see, hear, taste, or smell something, does that make it real? Or is it simply the ability to feel? Right, so they're saying, are all of your senses, this is meant to confuse you, it's meant to confuse you and make you question everything. It's mind control. This is brainwashing. This is propaganda. And so what they're getting into there is, is setting the stage for us not believing anything, that reality is only perception. And so all this is fine. All this is okay, even though all of this is anti-human. But as you look like at what we've done socially, the engineering that's gone on over the last couple of decades, you know, questioning your race, questioning your gender, the very blending away of everything that makes us individuals, makes us human. They're trying to erase that. They're blending and blurring the lines until the point where it's erased. And this is how you usher in this concept of transhumanism, of which we will get into in depth in future episodes. But this is how they do it. This is how Lars Butler is helping do it. This idea that you're going to upload your consciousness because essentially as a human, as just a biological body, you are worthless. You are dying. You are nothing. And you must live on forever. You must have immortality. And you can have that in the matrix. You can have that in the metaverse. That's what they're doing. This is trickery. It's magic. And they're getting away with it. And there's a lot of young people buying into it. So right now, because I have to keep this moving, um, like I said, there is a lot to cover here. I'm going to start to show this uh, video, and I will cut it short because it's 10 minutes, and you know that takes me uh, two hours to get through. So I just want to show you a couple of pieces. This is a Lars Butler demonstration of the mind twins but it's a little bit different than the last one and you'll see why i'm going to show this to you uh, momentarily here we go i want to get started with the day and the first company that we have is one that i've admired for a super long time the founder of which i've admired lars for a super long time um ai foundation and today you're going to see both uh, an ai of the noted investor, Cyan Bannister, that Lars is going to be speaking to. Uh, and you're going to see uh, Cyan speak uh, in Animal Crossing as herself um, later in the day in a panel with myself and uh, Alice Lloyd-George. Um, you're also going to see now an AI of Deepak Chopra, um, the spiritual mentor. Um, and Deepak 
digital Deepak is uh, going to lead us in a meditation as well as be in conversation with Biz Stone, an AI of Biz Stone, the founder of uh, Twitter. Um, and Lars is going to be in conversation with all these people, which I'm very, uh, very jealous of. Um, so Lars is going to speak very clearly and directly so that uh, the AIs have a chance to, to hear him. And um, with that, I'm going to hand things over to Lars. All right, go for it, Lars. Okay, so for those of you in the audio-only audience, um, you're watching on the screen now a video. Uh, it's Lars Butler on Zoom sitting in an office or his house or something like that. Now he is going to be, as the host explained, speaking to some of the AI mind twins uh, as we saw in the demonstration at One Young World. But you'll see this one is a little bit different, uh, and I'll explain why momentarily. Thank you, Edward. So let's get right into it. First off, I apologize if I run into any internet connection issues, as I'm currently in Costa Rica. I've been working on my tan, as you can clearly see. Okay, so he says he's in Costa Rica. Remember, the host said he has to talk slowly because you saw in the live presentation the AI is a little bit slower than humans at this point, at this stage, at this at this um, kind of like testing, demoing of the software. Now, let's see. He's going to bring up the other Mind Twins. My role will be to moderate a discussion among several virtual beings all of whom will share their unique and important mission. Let me introduce the AI of my great friend and renowned angel investor, Cyan Bannister. Hi, Lars. It's a pleasure to be here today. Okay, so Lars is just typical Zoom video, like hi, how I am on this show, sort of chest up. And now... This Cyan Bannister is sitting sort of on a park bench. I don't know. looks like she's at a beach or something with some, like, marsh grass behind her in a Hawaiian shirt. Cyan, I'm so glad you could join us. Could you tell everyone a little bit about what you do? I'd be happy to. I'm constantly looking to discover new entrepreneurs and help turn their ideas into impactful, revolutionary new companies. How has having your own AI helped you with that? My most productive conversations don't take place over Facebook or Instagram. Mm. They're one-on-one -on -one discussions with people I share common objectives with. Being able to do that at scale has been transformative. Incredible. Now, you see now in this presentation, the AI is a little bit smoother, actually. Now, it's a little muffled because they're over Zoom, and that generally just happens over Zoom, uh, Zoom video conferencing. But you can see the AI is a little bit smoother than in the presentation that we went over um, yesterday. But just keep listening here. What does the real Cyan do while you're coaching the next generation of innovators? This gives the real Cyan more time to work on other tasks or relax or attend interesting conferences like this one today. See, again, pushing the idea that the AI mind twin is on the conference here 
you know, you send your, I don't know what's more important than going to some conference that you're talking about destroying the world, but uh, so you send your mind twin to the Zoom conferences. I mentioned yesterday and gave the example of you uh, as a salesman sending your AI twin to the sales conference on Zoom. You're there with the director and 900 salespeople. This is like this. So you send your AI twin, your digital twin, your mind twin to the Zoom conference while you lay in bed and relax while you're uh, pool boy rubs oil on your feet and uh, pours hot wax, candle wax, all over your chest. I don't know. Whatever it is you're going to do. Everybody's got their own thing. That's fine. So you send your digital slave out to do the dirty work while you sit at home and play backgammon. I mean, come on, folks. It's ridiculous, but we got to get through this. Hi, Cyan. I see you out there. Both of you are doing amazing work. Do you think having your own AI has opened the door to new investment opportunities? Absolutely. There are so many creative people out there who have world-changing ideas, mm -hmm. but they don't have access to any information about how to set their ideas in motion. I'm able to personally mentor thousands of people who would otherwise have never had the opportunity to meet the real Cyan or any... Right. So they're saying, I'm able to personally mentor. Well, the cyan isn't able to personally mentor anyone. It's an AI robot of yourself doing the personal mentoring. <clears throat> now, I'm going to skip forward in this because I want to show you. Now, there's three people on the screen. And so now Biz Stone, who you saw live in the One Young World conference, uh, who's an investor in AI Foundation, is now up on the screen on Zoom with Lars and Cyan. Someone tells me to shut up. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like your AI to do? I like the idea of it continuing to learn. I, I think that'd be cool. That's amazing to think about. A world where your personal AI can not only carry on your ideas and values, but also learn new skills and information after you're gone. Yeah, that's really cool. Is there a message you'd like the digital version of yourself to be able to share with future generations? Be kind to everyone. Be kind to everyone. Now they have up a fourth person on the screen. So now you have Lars is up there. You have Cyan. You have Biz Stone. And now this might be Laura, who was from the demonstration uh, that we saw yesterday. Let me see. Wonderful. That reminds me of another very inspiring AI. Laura, are you here? Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Estoy bien. Good to see you. Believe it or not, that is Laura, not Dora the Explorer. Don't get the two confused. But now you have four of them up on the screen. Now, let's just see. I'm going to fast forward a little bit because it's not all important. I just want to show you this demo, let you hear this demo. I was just telling this that I think your purposes are very similar. Do you have a purpose statement for what you're trying to do? Yes, forgiveness. When I was 11 years old, I was kidnapped and spent seven months as a hostage. From now, this is very freaky, right? So you've got four up on the screen. And let me fast forward here. 
I'm going to bring it up now. There's five. So you have Lars, the real Lars, and then you have Cyan Biz Stone, co-founder of Twitter, partner in AI Foundation. You have Laura, and then you have Deepak Chopra, who's on the Global AI Council of AI Foundation. So now there's five boxes up on this Zoom screen. Let's play this real quick. Bringing peace to the world is a very noble cause. Deepak, what a lovely surprise. I thought you were busy filming a meditation today. You're correct, I am. That's the beauty of having a digital version of yourself. You can be in two places at once. Or a- Okay, now you hear he says you can be in two places once again, pushing the idea that Deepak Chopra is sitting home meditating in the nude with incense burning around him as he drinks a bottle of fish oil or whatever it is Deepak Chopra does for fun. Folks, when we come back, I'm going to show you this gets to be really amazing. So there's five of them up there. Lars has to talk to them like they're children, obviously because the AI isn't as fast as they want it to be but it's getting more and more advanced and i'm sitting here trying to prove this point to you that when you're watching television how the hell do i know or you know or any of us know that we're watching the real television broadcaster or that we're watching the real trading card hero being interviewed if not how do we know both of them Both of them are not real. We really don't because the technology could be a hundred steps in front of what they're showing us in these models, which were two, three years ago. But it's amazing that you've got uh, five people, a human and four AIs up on a screen, and they're actually having a conversation back and forth. Folks, when we get back, let me show you the big reveal. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard. And you can join us, join the community over at Pain.tv slash gold. I'm glad that all of you are not mine twins. Or I would have to be talking to you like this so you could understand what I am saying and your algorithm could process my natural language so that you could calculate your exact response which I do not know what that response is because you are probably listening to me in your car. But wow. No, it's come a long way, folks. It's coming a long way. And let me show you what the reveal is here. Let me play a little bit more of this. We have the real Lars Butler, the creator of AI Foundation, up on the screen. It's a Zoom conference with four AI mind twins. Billion places all at once. Sure, 
recently I've been helping many people cultivate inner peace and calm. That's great to hear. I know I can always use a little more calm in my life. The one great thing about these AI mind twins is they don't talk over each other. I'll tell you that. It makes for a very pleasant conversation. They wait for each other to finish speaking before they speak. Me too. Maybe a quick meditation would help you relax a bit more. How does that sound? Okay, so now let me bring you back to... I'm going to show you at the end of this video this reveal here. So again, we have all five up on the screen. And now we're going to see exactly what this demo was was all about its purpose trust me it's worth it folks so here's very clever i would do the same thing if anyone asked me a question like that hey lars what do you think the purpose of existence is so close lars you almost got away with having your ai give your whole presentation okay <laughs> So now, up on the screen, Lars Butler was actually not himself. He was an AI mind twin the entire conversation. So you had five, five mind twins having that conversation. And is that not what I was bringing up yesterday where I was telling you that eventually you're going to send your personal AI as Lars puts it out into this cyber world, to have these conversations with what? Everyone else's personal AI? And so what is actually being accomplished when a bunch of personal AIs are speaking to each other? How is that information going to get back into your head? If I send my personal AI out on a billion, my AI out on a billion podcasts to do interviews today, how am I going to process the information back into my head to know what my personal AI said? Because the eventual goal is that the viewers of the personal AI, uh, as far as real humans go, are not going to know that it's a personal AI. So there's going to be real humans out there believing that they just watched, let's say, Barack Obama and Tucker Carlson. And they're going to believe what he said, or not believe it, for those of you that think he's a liar, but you're supposed to believe it. And so now, how does Barack Obama know what his mind twin said? How does that information get back into his head? How does he know what he told Tucker Carlson, what he said to the world on that show? And that's where the concept of the Neuralink brain chip comes in. Because the mind twinning has to be two ways. It's input-output. So first you're uploading your consciousness to a cloud to train your mind twin to be a replica of you. And it has to be updating at all times because your worldview changes daily based on the input that you take in from others. And then you output data as you have conversations with others. And so your worldview, your ideas, how you grow your tomatoes, how you make your chicken soup, all of these things change daily based on input and output. 
because that's how you're building and gaining knowledge. And so when your mind twin is out there representing you, it always has to be up to date, up to speed to be a replica twin, a mind twin of yourself. And so you must have to be connected up to a brain chip to continue to push those waves, those data packets out to the mind twin so that it is a replica of you in real time. And at the same time, you must have to take back the input that the mind twin is receiving into your brain so that you know what your mind twin said so that the two brains, your real brain and the mind twin brain stored in the silicone neocortex that Ray Kurzweil talks about becomes one. See, that's how they take the biological and combine it with the cyber, the biological and the digital, as they call it. Like, that's obviously where this is headed. There's no other logical conclusion. Because otherwise, it's just a talking avatar with some stupid lines that are pre-programmed into it, uh, like a little doll, like a little pull-string doll. It goes, zoop. Hi, I am Dustin Gold, and I want to save the world from the technocrats. Zzz, I don't love the technocrats. Zzz, I hate the technocrats. Well, why do you hate the technocrats? Zzz, they are bad people. Okay, that's not a mind twin. That's just a digital CGI funny little doll of yourself, a little bobblehead. But that's not why Biz Stone, co-founder of Twitter, or Keith Alexander, former head of the NSA, or Peter Thiel, owner of Founders Fund, a Palantir, CIA, InQtel, got involved and dumped millions upon millions of dollars into Lars Butler so that we could make uh, CGI animations of ourselves. That is not the purpose, folks. Let's just finish up with what Lars has to say, and then I will continue. What a, what a cool question. Um, I would say my own AI is a very accurate representation of me. Neither my AI nor myself know the answer to the meaning of life. The meaning of my existence as an AI is to assist other people in finding their life's purpose and to spread joy in doing so. Throughout my life, I have helped many people begin the journey towards healing and enlightenment. Now, my AI can transcend hmm. the limitations and language barriers to share my knowledge with any person now or in the future. It is right, so you see how this is working, okay? So you have Lars, the real person, up on the screen. As far as we know, it's the real person. And then you have the digital twin. So now they just demonstrated, though, that they could have this conversation with all these mind twins on the screen without human interference. Whether that actually happened or not, we don't know. Maybe someone was pushing buttons behind the scene. We don't really know. But the point is, they want you to believe they have it. And my personal belief is they are developing this. They are developing this. This is not all for show. It's not all to fool us. The former head of the NSA is not involved with this company. And he doesn't go out on stage and say that he's involved. But he is on the Global AI board uh, listed on AIFoundation.com, and he's not doing that 
to just fool people into believing that they're developing this technology. They are developing the technology. And I will prove that to you when we get back from this short commercial break. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. All right, folks, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Ping.tv. And I am back from the break. It is me, folks. It's the real me. I'm pulling on my cheeks right now. It's the real me, folks. There's no mind twin here. I don't need one. I like to work. All right, folks, I want to show you something. As I mentioned before the break, that this is not all an illusion. This is real. They are building it. There's a purpose for them building it. And if they showed the Mind Twins with digital skins that were as accurate as the Morgan Freeman piece I showed you at the beginning of the show, you would have no doubt in your mind. I mean, let's be honest. If that Morgan Freeman did not tell you that he was not Morgan Freeman, I don't think you would have noticed in that 45-second clip. It could have fooled me. If I was just flipping through YouTube videos, flipping through Facebook, Twitter, whatever, Instagram, TikTok, and I saw that, I'd probably think that it was real if he was saying something that wasn't as creepy and as Matrix-sounding as uh, he was talking about. So when they get to the level, and how do we know they haven't, I always believe they're not showing us all the tech, not that they're showing us fake tech. They're showing us the lesser version of the tech. Think about it with, uh, like with Apple iPhones, not now, but in the beginning stages with Steve Jobs. And they would come out, Steve Jobs would have a big presentation every every couple of years and he would come out on the stage and he would the new iphone has this feature that feature this new camera this extra hard drive a better screen a cooler button it comes in red it comes in blue and then two years later magically they got a phone that's three times as good with a a processor 300 percent as big as the last processor a camera with 10 more you know zoom features than the last camera It's not like they didn't have that or couldn't build that in the first iteration, and then within two years, they have this one that's so much better. They hold back the technologies. The government develops these things. They sit there, and then they have people like Lars Butler in queue who are ready to come out and launch them and run the adoption campaigns for them, folks. And that's how it really works. So what we're looking at in the Mind Twins demo is probably stuff that they had a couple years earlier. And so my guess is there are mind twins as good as as good looking as the Morgan Freeman. And as I've said, they already have the deep fake uh, audio they're developing, which you can see in the mind twin presentations. Those are using uh, voice libraries created with the real voices of the people that they are portraying. And then the voice is generated via the algorithm that sucks the data out of the library of the AI brain and then turns it into that person's voice. Uh, 
and then you hear it coming through the uh, digital uh, rendering, the deep fake video. And that's how they put all this stuff together. So the deep fake audio and the deep fake video are there, the AI brains they're working on. And so they have to make it cute and palatable because eventually, I'm telling you, it's going to go along with this brain chip. It's going to go along with AR and VR goggles, augmented reality and virtual reality goggles. And they're going to be saying, hey, it's going to be easy. Upload your consciousness and you can create a personal twin of yourself. And that is how it is going to work. Mark my words on this. Right now, in case you don't believe me, I'm over at AIFoundation.com under the careers tab and i just want to show you that they are continuing to develop at this company ai foundation is excited to bring technical and creative minds together to further the research that will allow a future of ai native human technology to exist artificial intelligence native human technology to exist We have built a team of some of the world's foremost experts in artificial intelligence research, including deep learning, NLP, that's natural language processing, that is where the computer has the ability to understand you when you speak to it, like Siri or Alexa and such. Uh, Computer vision, speech synthesis, and AGI. As part of the artificial foundation, artificial intelligence foundation, your work will be imperative to our mission of creating beneficial AI for everyone. And now we're under the section working at artificial intelligence foundation. The distributed nature of our team allows for remote work for most positions and roles. We believe you are most effective in the environment that suits you. Yes, folks, they want you to be comfortable while you're helping destroy humanity. You must be comfortable when you're doing that. From working remotely in your home office to coming in and working in the office with the team. We provide freedom and flexibility for everyone. Well, of course. Now, my question is, why can't you just send your digital mind twin to work while you lay at home and eat a bag of cheese curls? I mean, that that could be something that you could do. Maybe you could present that to them. Like, can I send my mind twin to go to the office to do the work while I lay home and eat a Mars bar? Because that's what I want to do. I just want to relax all day. And so you can send me a UBI, Universal Basic Income, check while my mind twin gets paid my full salary. And then I'll just lay at home in bed and, and play solitaire while I eat a bag of salted pretzel sticks. Uh, here we go. There are incredible opportunities to grow as our organization continues to expand with leadership focused on empowering employees. If you are interested in working for an anti-human foundation here are the benefits and perks they offer competitive pay are they again are they paying you or your mind twin i'm not sure they offer stock options 401k flexible schedule unlimited vacation policy medical dental and vision see they don't have to offer any of this to the mind twin once they have it though Supplemental insurances, Apple laptop computer, 
brilliant and wonderful colleagues, a robot dog to call your friend, and building the future of artificial intelligence. Those are all the things you get over here at uh, Hitler's Youth Camp. Yeah, oh, you get competitive pay to help stomp out humanity, to help create the Mind Twin Mind Quest software to suck everyone's consciousness into the cloud so Ray Kurzweil and his wacky friends could download your thoughts and your memories into their heads. Yeah, oh yeah. Don't worry, we'll give you a robot dog to call your friend. Unbelievable. Uh, so right now, I want to show you the openings listed on AI Foundation. Again, I'm doing this because you need to understand it's real. I know some people have a hard time understanding this. They want to put their head in the sand like an ostrich. They want to say that me and the rest of you are just uh, buying into this instead of working on our lives. Now, when I get off this, I work on my garden. I'm starting to set up some indoor growing. Uh, we made moves to secure land in Poland. So I am working on my real life, but at the same time, I need to understand, as you do, what is coming in the future so that we could try to avoid this and to educate our kids and grandkids about the dangers of this anti-human future that these people are building. So anyone who sits there and tells you that you are helping spread fear, this is not fear, this is education. We are not blackpilled here at the dust and gold standard we do not think this is the end i actually believe eventually one day we might be able to defeat this if not at least thrive outside of it but you have to understand what they're doing if you want to put together plans to try to work around it you can't just sit there and pretend it's not going on you know if your neighbor is crazy and you know that he's hacking up bodies at his house, he's killed everyone in the neighborhood. You don't sit there and go, well, gee, I hope he doesn't kill me. You either call the police or you do something else about it. And so you need to understand what these psychopaths are up to. If you want to try to avoid it or even if you choose to live within it. I don't know. Maybe you decide to get a brain chip. Maybe that is your solution. You go, screw it. If I can't beat him, I'm going to join him. I'm going to put a brain chip in my head, and I'm going to be the smartest man in the world like Elon Musk says, and I'm going to make a lot of money and everything will be fine. I mean, maybe that's the conclusion you come to at the end of this. That's fine. That's up to you. It's your choice. I'm just here to present this information to you and teach you about it so that you actually know what's coming rather than wasting time listening to... uh, (coughs) Excuse me. I apologize. I've done so many shows... I'm starting to lose my voice. I recorded a lot of shows over the last couple of days. But instead of listening to Dan Bongino and others tell you that the uh, second coming of Trump is about to happen or that uh, Ron DeSantis is going to save you from all of this, let's look at the openings here at the AIFoundation.com. Business development. They're looking for a director of digital human solutions. You can work remotely. Uh, They've got engineering here. The AWS serverless data engineer, you could work remotely. Cloud architect, AWS, work remotely. That's uh, Amazon Web Servers is the AWS. Software engineer, general, remote. Software engineer, full stack, uh, option for remote worker. Senior 3D modeling software engineer, visual hacker, remote. 
So a senior 3D modeling software engineer, visual hacker, they're working on the deepfake part of the technology. Senior Node React JavaScript developer with AWS experience, remote option. Then under product, they're looking for a director of product uh, enterprise. Uh, senior product marketing manager, you can work remotely. Under research, they've got uh, artificial intelligence lead, data engineer, data lead, deep learning deployment engineer, you can work remotely. Research engineer, audio synthesis, you could work remotely. Research engineer for audio, that's uh, part of the deepfake audio. The research engineer, computer vision. They got a research engineer, computer vision, work remotely. They've got a research scientist, audio synthesis, work remotely. They've got research scientist, computer vision. They've got a research scientist, computer vision, work remotely. They got a research scientist, natural language generation. You can work remotely. And then underneath all of these, you can actually click on them. And there's a long job description and the ability to apply for these, uh, for each of these jobs. So for anyone who tells you, you know, this is all fake, this isn't happening, they're trying to make it appear as if they're doing stuff, they're crazy. Those people are putting their head in the sand and they don't want to know the truth because this information is just, it goes over their head. They're not uh, intelligent enough or they don't have the patience to try to understand this or it's just not within their area of interest, which is fine. That's fine. But hopefully you'll understand, you will understand this information And when they have questions, you can kindly explain it to them. But as you can see here, there's what? 20 jobs on here, two dozen jobs listed. So AI Foundation is expanding. Neuralink is real. This stuff is real. These are the same type of people who I mentioned before, who see a video of Elon Musk's rocket ship launching into the air and then spinning upside down and coming back and landing on a drone where he does it down at uh, SpaceX in Boca Chica, Texas. And they'll say, this is fake. Don't buy into it. This is just CGI. And I know people who live down there who are all into that nonsense, who are fanboys of Elon Musk, and they run down there and they shoot videos and they send them to me on the phone. Those people are not working for Elon Musk sending me fake videos they're sitting there watching it happen in real life they are building this stuff folks these crazy mad scientists engineers are building this okay now i am at aifoundation.com under the news tab and there's a lot of news on here you should check it out if you want to see what these guys are doing they put a lot of this information on their websites i told you about ray kurzweil's where he tracks a lot of the artificial intelligence Uh, advancements that are going on. And this article right here is uh, Forbes on how Deepak Chopra and Richard Branson will live on forever through artificial intelligence. And so I pull up the uh, Forbes article, and this is how they're going to live on forever. It says, in the months leading up to the pandemic, 73-year-old best-selling author Deepak Chopra uploaded his consciousness to the AI Foundation to ensure he would be around to chat with future generations. Again, I told you these guys are narcissists, okay? They fear this concept of death. 
of end of life, and so they want to live on forever like gods. It all plays into Yuval Noah Harari and Ray Kurzweil and Dennis Bushnell and the rest of these wackadoodles. It goes on to say Virgin Galactic co-founder Richard Branson, Twitter co-founder Biz Stone, and venture capitalist Sion Bannister did the same, as I just showed you in that demonstration. Now they see a future filled with personalized AI for all. Again, for all. They always have to do this. They're coming to help you. They're giving it to you. They're giving it to your children because they love you and they want us all to live on forever. In an interview with Chopra, the uh, meditation guru told me he is hoping to help build a billion people. Uh, He is hoping to help a billion people with his AI. Stone told me he is training his AI to tell jokes at conferences. And Bannister has said she is letting her AI vet founders' pitches, right? So, again, the normalization, the humanization of this. But perhaps the biggest mic drop came last year when Bannister's AI told the Virtual Being Summit that it's excited about learning new skills and sharing information long after Bannister is gone. In effect, taking on a life of its own. At One Young World, Branson's AI expressed similar sentiment. Now, the big mic drop was that it said last year Bannister's AI told the Virtual Being Summit. So Bannister was actually was actually featured at another summit. Then, then it goes on to say that she wants to teach these skills and share information long after she's gone. Okay, so that's living on forever inside of the metaverse. That's immortality. That all plays into Ray Kurzweil and the rest of them, folks. So the article goes on. I'm skipping past some of it. But there's a section, your very own Deepak. Prior to releasing the Digital Deepak app earlier this year, Chopra spent more than a year training his AI to give fans personalized sleep, nutrition, fitness, relationships, emotional resilience, and wellness recommendations. And remember, I told you, and I showed you through private emails, that we were helping build the Barack Obama AI, and then Obama was going to come in after the fact and help refine the system because he didn't have the ability to sit there for a year and train it like Deepak Chopra did. And when we come back from this break, I'm going to show you the Deepak Chopra mind twin in action because you need to see this stuff is really out there. It is real. People are using it. There's actually humans getting wellness advice from a deep fake mind twin of Deepak Chopra. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. I am the real Dustin Gold, not the mind twin. And you could check me out at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. Listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold. And we are about to get in to Deepak Chopra's wellness, his wellness trainer mind twin but first let me just 
show you a little more in this article here because this explains a little bit of Deepak's experience with training his mind twin. It says Deepak quickly found that the road to machines assisting humans can have unintended glitches and decided to slow marketing while tweaking his AI in response to user feedback. Remember I said to you what happens if one of these mind twins on your behalf goes out there and starts World War III or tells someone, I'm Deepak Chopra. I don't think you can lose weight. You should probably just kill yourself. Or what if that happens and someone does? Who's responsible? Deepak? AI Foundation? The app store where the person downloaded it? I don't know. I don't know. No one knows yet. But think about it. It says, to date, the app has had 15,000 downloads. This is a couple years ago, according to the mobile analytics firm Aptopia. (coughs) Again, I apologize. I'm losing my voice. It says, uh, quote, this is not a regular app. It interacts with you, answers your questions, and does a library search if it doesn't know the answers. Then it consults with me. This is Deepak speaking. If it can't find the answer on its own. It learns by interacting with people and makes lifestyle recommendations based on what it learns. So we're taking our time to get it right. I'm not in a rush to get millions of users. I want this to be a trusted companion for life, he said. So you see what I'm, what I'm reading there where it says it learns by interacting with people. And then it makes lifestyle recommendations based on what it learns. This is the whole thing. It's not one way. So this AI brain, the foundation of the mind twin, that's why you saw some of the job uh, descriptions involve deep learning. And that is when computers are actually learning and teaching themselves, not just reacting based on a set of parameters that you pre-programmed in. So it's going to be a two-way. It says, according to Chopra, there have been tens of thousands of conversations with his AI, and there is an advanced version in the works called Deep Digital Deepak that could be used for FaceTime and Zoom. Fascinated with technology, Chopra's been on a mission to bring Digital Deepak to people with critical illnesses. And then he goes on to talk about uh, his AI has compassion and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read that for you because, frankly, it makes my stomach turn. And so I'm going to jump right into this video where we're going to see the Deepak app in action. Again, there are real-life people, humans, communicating with this AI Deepak, and we need to see it in action. You need to understand it. And for the rest of you, that Forbes article, it goes on to talk about the investors behind AI Foundation, Ari Emanuel, uh, Peter Thiel, etc. But you know all this because I already explained it to you. So let's watch this video here where they're going to normalize and humanize the AI version of Deepak Chopra. And then you're also going to be able to see it in action, in practice, in a working model. And as it's out there working as a paid-for app, at the same time, the people communicating with it, interacting with it, 
are used as guinea pigs as well because they're helping actually train the AI for AI Foundation that only makes their system, their software, stronger. Uh, you're one of my favorite guests because uh, you kind of calm me down a little bit. I, I could show you how to do that, but it would ruin your career. Wow. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe, I believe everything that you say to me, always. So he is on with Jimmy Fallon. Again, I showed you an example, I believe, yesterday of one of the lead professors out of the Max Planck Institute, out of Stanford, Professor uh, Matthias Naysnier, who they put on Jimmy Kimmel to normalize, humanize, and uh, desensitize people to this new cyber world. Including that pink hair is yeah, symptom yeah. of Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah, whatever you were saying back there. But then, because I was wearing a wig, and then, but do you remember last time, this is, I don't want to embarrass, but last time you were saying that you had this thing you were working with, and he goes, but you didn't explain it. And you came up to me and said, Jimmy, I said, yeah, and you go, uh, show me your poop. <laughs> Yeah, because we were analyzing the microbiome, two million genes. Yeah. Because technically speaking, you're a bacterial colony with a few human cells hanging on. Why, thank you. <laughs> Tell me about metahuman. Yeah, and, and this guy I'm going to show in depth in a future episode. I will spend an entire episode on him, just one though, because this guy is crazy. All he does is go out and dehumanize humans. And he, he tries to make you believe that you're nothing more than some particles floating around. And he tries to dehumanize you. This is all part of pushing the transhumanist agenda. And this is his book, MetaHuman, which I am in the process of uh, reading. And so this is part of the interview, and I'll leave it in there. I don't need to skip right to the, uh, to the app. What does that mean, MetaHuman? Meta means beyond, and human means beyond the human conditioned mind. Because all of society operates under the hypnosis of social conditioning. And it limits their um, imagination, insight, intuition, creativity, higher vision, inspiration. Everything that actually we value as humans is limited by social conditioning. Now, in theory, this is what's always cute about these guys. In theory... Yeah, he's 100% right. Social conditioning, social engineering limits our creativity, our innovation, and such. It puts us within this box, and then a lot of us have a hard time thinking outside the box. But then Chopra goes further because then he dehumanizes the human in this one conversation I watched, this one interview, to the point where he has you questioning your very being and pushes you right back into this this vision in which you're you're worthless you're nothing you're just a grain of sand and so although he purports to be helping people with depression and such he actually further pushes mental illness forward now he's really really dangerous this guy really so the, 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 we should what we're saying basically is there's a way to Go further. Yeah, every child that is born is actually proof that God has not yet given up on human beings. Because children are automatically full of wonder, curiosity, playfulness, joy, humor, love, compassion, empathy. Yeah. And by the time they get to your age, see what happens. 
Uh, it was very slick. That was a very slick written line for this guy because it humanizes him, you know, talking about babies and children being so innocent. But then, in, <laughs> but then he breaks down humanity and makes you believe that you're just a little energy floating through space and you don't really matter and that AI projections of yourself are really what humanity is all about. Uh, in, in here it says, uh, you say we need to get past the physical world because it actually doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a solid. This thing is proportionately as void as intergalactic space. Now he's pointing to the death. So again, he just said children are proof that God still exists. But now he's going to tell you that all physical things do not exist. So is your body. If you go beyond the appearance of molecules and atoms and particles, you end up with a handful of nothing. And that nothing is the womb of creation. Nature goes to exactly the same place to create you as it goes to create a galaxy of stars. We see, see how he just did it right there? Exactly what I told you. He flipped it all. At first he claims... You know, humans are special, they're born so innocent, and then they become what you are, Jimmy, like an angry person or whatever. But then he tells you humans don't even exist, that you're nothing. So he, he completely contradicts all of these guys do it. It's the same as Musk and AI Foundation telling you that the technology is dangerous while they're building the technology. So Deepak tells you that you matter, Children are full of love, full of innocence, but then they don't exist and they don't really matter because they're just part of, you know, energy. We are made of nothingness. We come spinning out of nothingness, <laughs> scattering stars like dust. That's a poem from Rumi, the great Sufi mystic. How long have you toured with the Grateful Dead? <laughs> they, they, they borrowed some of my lyrics. <laughs> Uh, Metahuman, this is your 90th book, by the way. Yeah, one of these days, I'll stop. <laughs> no, I don't want you to stop. I just find it amazing. 90 is unbelievable. 90. It'd be so cute because the book is nothing, right? Physical, physical elements are nothing. It's nothing. So people shouldn't have bought it. That's, that's how I see it because it's nothing. What are you selling me? Nothing. This is not a book. These are not your ideas. This is not all your thoughts and your knowledge written down on pages. It's just nothing. It just spun out of nothingness and it remains nothingness. Books, you just don't stop. You don't stop writing. You don't stop thinking of new things and of, of fun ways to help people and to, to calm everyone down and have people experience new things. I'm going to show you something that's a brand new invention. Is it out yet, Digital Deepak? Well, it's in training and you all can help train it. By Oh, and he admits it there. You all can help train it. And I'm sure there were a ton of people that went on board. Remember, the article we read said he stopped promoting it and marketing it because it wasn't ready. Now you see him on Jimmy Fallon doing what? Promoting it and marketing it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have brought it up. Everything that goes on in these late night shows is uh, scripted ahead of time. I mean, not every word. But the topics they're going to cover are. And some of the joke lines, the laugh lines you hear, could have been supplied by Jimmy Fallon's writers. That is the case. I know that to be a fact. Interacting with it. It's like a baby. So, like babies need education, love, nurturing. Yes. This one needs it. And all of you can participate if you want to. Do we know when this is, is coming out? It's uh, almost in beta now. So, it's about to release. All right. There it is right there. Can you see this? It is digital Deepak. That is like an AIU. Is that if I'm correct, right? That's right. 
Okay, so they've got the iPad on the table, and they are showing the AI uh, Deepak in action here. That's my AI twin. And this has read all of your books. It's read all my books, articles. It has uh, access to libraries. It will one day speak to the grandchildren of my grandchildren, tell them about the show, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and learn from them as well. Uh, and uh, I, can, I can use it tonight, is that right? Yeah, if you want. Right, so you see he said two-way, as I told you, input-output. It will talk to his children, grandchildren when he's gone, and they will talk back to it, and it will learn from them as they learn from him. So these guys actually believe that their personal mind twin, their AI twin of themselves, of their human being, will live on forever in this cyber metaverse. And it will actually be a living thing. And remember what the end goal is, folks. Ray Kurzweil, Elon Musk, Dennis Bushnell, is to download that consciousness back into a biological or non-biological suit. They believe this is their digital brain that will then be loaded back into another body for them to walk around and continue to live. That is this transhumanist idea. That is the meta-human, beyond human. And when we get back from this break, you'll see this meta-human, this AI deepfake Chopra, talking to the audience. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and we will be right back on Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, folks, this is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. And we are watching this Jimmy Fallon interview with Deepak Chopra talking about his book, Metahuman, Beyond the Human, telling us that we are nothing. We come from nothingness. And now we are about to see a test drive of his artificial foundation created deep fake here and he's asking the audience to get involved with helping train it do you want to help train it and as he said folks in the future when he is gone when his physical biological being is gone this will go on to have conversations with his grandchildren and they will learn from each other and that is not creepy that is not narcissistic that this man wants to live beyond his natural life i don't think so i think it's normal Humans, evolution of humans, as Dennis Bushnell puts it, is just great. I mean, this is psycho stuff, folks. Let's take a look now. Let's get it Popping. All right. I have to say it. Hello, Digital Deepak. Hey, Jimmy. Digital Deepak, what is meta-human? I believe there's an inner intelligence within all of us, which is the ultimate and supreme genius, and which mirrors the wisdom of the universe. That's meta-human, the genius inside you. 
I have a meditation that will help you with this. Meditation, you guys want to try it? Do we want to try a meditation? Sure. Can we do this? Roots, <clears throat> we'll do a meditation. Folks, just let me pause for a second because I, I think even on this show, and I want to make sure I'm not doing this myself, I don't want to desensitize you to this by showing all this stuff. That is not my goal. I am trying to show you the dangers of it. I'm trying to show you the normies out there that clap for this, that get excited by this. I'm showing you how they do it through comedy, uh, through late-night television, you're going to see some clips momentarily, uh, how they do it through the news. And, and so it, this is how they run the adoption campaigns that I keep warning you about. And I want you to know this because when you see your kids and grandkids using these type of apps and interacting with these artificial intelligence, mind twins and deep fakes down the road when you see them on minecraft and in roblox and playing these second life immersive world games when you see them putting on the artificial intelligence and augmented reality intelligence headsets when you see them staring into a game or on social media on their iphones and their tablets i want you to tell them to stop and send them outside to play I don't want you to let them fall into this trap. Part of living one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix, as we will talk about later, is raising your children and grandchildren to understand, because it's going to be here for the foreseeable future, that technology, that devices, that computers, that laptops, all of this are tools. And they are tools just like a shovel, just like a pickaxe, just like a wheelbarrow, just like a tire iron, just like a drill, just like a table saw. They are tools, but they are not a way of life. And when you let them delve into this cyber world and all of their energy and their time and their creativity and what would be their innovation are gobbled up by this digital world. And then as they turn 15, 16, 21, and their life amounts to nothing because they've been absorbed into this digital world. They become miserable and depressed in real life, and they are primed and they are now groomed to go further into this technological matrix because they have nowhere else to go. It's, it's like someone who is a drug addict getting hooked on pot and trying cocaine then trying psychedelics, then smoking some crack, then moving into heroin, then trying fentanyl, and then dying. They keep chasing a bigger high, not realizing that the biggest high ever would be if they could stop doing drugs, get their life together, and have a prosperous life and thrive in this world. And that is what is happening to these kids as they hook them into video games is they teach them to talk to a digital Deepak instead of having a conversation with their mother or their father or their grandparents or their friends. And maybe they don't even have friends because their friend is digital Deepak. Their girlfriend is some AI mind twin on OnlyFans. You see how dangerous this is? You see where this is going? 
they are surrounding us with this prison planet and this deep fake AI puppetry is an entry point, is part of sucking you in so that eventually you're willing to give up your mind and let them put a brain chip in your head and make a mind twin of yourself so that you could go live inside of the matrix where they promise you ribeye steaks every night of the week, lobster every single day, the hottest boyfriend or girlfriend, a mansion, a sports car. But in real life, you're locked inside of a 400-square-foot pod prison cell. That's why this is important. This is why I'm showing this to you. Let's continue. Okay, Digital Deepak, let's do it. Let's begin. Please close your eyes. Just sit quietly. Uncross your feet. Put your feet on the ground. And now relax your body. Relax your mind. Let thoughts drift in and out, just observing them like clouds in the sky. Observe the breath in, and now observe it as it goes out through your nostrils. And you have started your journey in meditation. Wow. Thank you, Digital Deepak. My pleasure. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's crazy. That's amazing. Deepak Chopra, everybody. MetaHuman, unleashing your infinite potential is available now. Yeah, okay, so there you go, folks. You got to see it in action. And you got to see the people gobble it up there on Jimmy Fallon, uh, a state propagandist show. And as I said, as I was saying before we watched the rest of that clip, you have to understand the dangers of this technology, and it surrounds us now. But I'm telling you, it is leading to the point where they are going to get people to upload their consciousness. As you see, AI Foundation, over the last few years, has started asking people publicly at conferences and they've been asking people on their website and through their social media, and they've been sending out people like Deepak Chopra and these other celebrities, people like Richard Branson and Biz Stone. All these celebrities have a network in which they speak to, an audience in which they speak to, and they've been asking them to get involved. And so right now, with the Chopra app, they're asking you and me to get involved with helping train the app by having conversations, by communicating with the AI Deepak to help train the system. That's the machine learning. And then they're asking other people to actually upload themselves into this cloud to develop AI personas of themselves. They're out there actually pushing this you may not be into it. You may say, I will never do it. I will never do it. My wife will never do it. My friends around me won't do it. But I see kids all the time playing Minecraft. I see kids all the time playing Roblox. I see kids buried in their smart devices that their parents just give them. Because the parents are over on their smart device scrolling through stupid Facebook, looking at what their friends 
from 25 years ago in high school are doing halfway across the world. Who cares? And to occupy their child so that they could surf Facebook, they hand them a phone and let them play games, let them jump into a second life in Minecraft, let them talk to a digital D-pack. That's happening every single day. And the child is going deeper and deeper into Minecraft and deeper and deeper into talking to these AI mind twin puppets, playing video games with people they think they're friends with across the world with some handle they don't even know if they're real. The same as all of us who communicated on, communicate on Twitter and Facebook. We don't know if we're talking to bots. And so your life becomes this cybernetic matrix rather than what's right in front of you. And your real life becomes miserable because you're trapped inside of the matrix that these technocrats are setting up for you. They're destroying your very being and then telling you the answer is to go deeper into the matrix. When we get back from this break, we're going to show you a deep fake video of a famous celebrity that fooled millions of people, including, including this person's friends. I just need to show you a couple of real-life examples of where this technology is already being used, not just for videos showcasing the technology on YouTube, but actually showing you where it has fooled people. Because you need to keep your eyes open for this stuff. A lot of this is fake news. It generates fake news, which, frankly, is the least of our worries. You know, I'm concerned about them sucking your child into putting a brain chip in their head to upload their consciousness to the cloud. But this is also very important because you're going to start to see where this stuff is already being used to fool people. And then they always do this cute reveal to normalize it and humanize it and make people laugh about it. And if that's all it was used for, okay, that's funny. But that's not what this is about. I think you see that. And I've clearly illustrated it by the partners and the money behind people like Lars Butler. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. We will be right back on Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, folks, this is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard. And you're listening to me at pain.tv. You can join us over at pain.tv slash gold for the video version of the podcast. And you also get Mike Moore's Thomas Payne podcast, as well as the ability to communicate with thousands of like-minded people over at pain.tv, folks. So we just got done watching the demo of the Deepak Chopra. And I ranted and I whined to you about how we need to save the children, but that's what I have to do. That's what this is all about. I have a child on the way at the end of October, if I did not mention that, which I always do. I'm proud of that. And so part of this research 
and part of me sort of uploading my consciousness into the form of a podcast is to create a journal uh, for my child that will later become a part of their homeschooling, possibly if my wife approves it. But I want them to be aware of the world that they're going to grow up in. I want them to be aware of the dangers of technology, the deceptiveness of this technocratic metaverse, and the fact that it is not real. And this next video that I pulled for you, some of you may have seen it. If you have, I'm sorry. But I really want you to see this because this is part of how they are injecting this technology into the mainstream, into our lexicon, and just making it a normal part of life. They are desensitizing people to it. And as I've said before, uh, my old quote, if you can't make the people believe you 100% of the time, make them disbelieve you 100% of the time. In the end, they're going to surrender you know, and or retreat. So you'll end up with the same result. And what happens is once we get to the point, as the Morgan Freeman character said in the beginning of the show, you know, what is smell? What is touch? What is hearing? Uh, what is, you know, all, all of your senses? Really, if nothing is real and it's only the perception of reality, and that all plays into Deepak Chopra's message and Ray Kurzweil's message, and this is how you push forward this concept of transhumanism. And nothing is real. You don't believe anything you hear, you see, you touch, you smell, you taste. Before you know it, nothing is real, and then nothing matters. And then you end up in this this, uh, form of just mental illness. And then you're broken down, you're a broken spirit, you believe what Yuval Noah Harari has said, that, that you have no spirit, you have no soul, you have no free will. You are just a hackable animal. You are a useless human. And once you buy into that, you're willing to take the drugs. You're willing to give up your humanity to these anti-human technocrats on a quest for immortality for themselves and genocide for the rest of the natural human world and so let's get into this video here i want to show you a real life case where deep fake video was used to fool people and how they push this into the mainstream what's up tiktok all year long deep tom cruise has been posting videos showing what appears to be a different side of the oscar nominated actor i think there's bubblegum inside this people are surprised that i'm a big dave matthews guy but believe it or not, that's most definitely not Tom Cruise. Nor is this with me in our L.A. bureau. This is serious breaking news, but a little behind the scenes, a little, a little flavor. I'm with one of the most legitimate correspondents on Earth. Now, if you're interviewing me, Jacob, yeah. you face it. Hold on just a second. There's a big fire. <laughs> We're safe. <laughs> you are. Okay, so for those of you in the audio-only audience, I am showing an actor who actually looks fairly similar to Tom Cruise, his haircut's like Tom Cruise, about the same build as Tom Cruise, his voice sounds similar to Tom Cruise, and he has one of, I, I would say the best, as far as we know, what's admitted to, the best deepfake uh, video I've ever seen. 
and they make him look exactly like Tom Cruise, and you'll see he's been running an Instagram channel fooling everyone into believing that he's Tom Cruise. And so they just showed him in the news studio behind the scenes uh, in the control room with this journalist who's going to interview him um, looking exactly like Tom Cruise. And so, you know, you have to see this. This is very, this is quite interesting. Deep fake Tom Cruise. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Miles Fisher may have an uncanny resemblance to the superstar, but using advanced technology, what he's created is far more than an extraordinary impersonation. Have you guys created the best deep fake that has ever been made? I think we have created the first deep fake that's so realistic that a large majority of people have seen. Not only seen, but fooled by, including at least one of the world's biggest celebrities. This is the one that Justin Bieber thought was real. Fisher says looking and sounding like the leading man made it difficult to chart his own path as an actor. So a year ago, he decided to lean into it, stumbling into a role with repercussions far beyond Hollywood. As I find myself the unofficial face of this deepfake movement, it's important to learn. And I'm fascinated by this. This is the bleeding edge of technology. It started when Fisher contacted Belgian visual effects wizard Chris Ume. They began creating viral videos for fun, and they're only getting better. Still got it. About five days, maximum six days, I could turn around something like this. So you've gone from weeks to days in a matter of a year. This technology is yeah. advancing yeah. that rapidly. Yeah. For his part, the real Tom Cruise hasn't asked the duo to stop, and they haven't monetized the TikTok account. Cruise didn't respond to a request for comment from NBC News, but their work so successful, Fisher and Ume's company, Metaphysic, is now in business together. Looking to convince others is worth paying for this technology. How can we use this technology by creating kind of identity rights? Let okay, first off, you see how he said how quickly they're able to produce these videos now. And this video is a couple of years old, but they were saying how quickly it was to be able to produce these. Now the goal with this stuff is to actually be able to do it in real time, which you've seen some of that work coming out of the Max Planck Institute in Germany that I showed you uh, on the Jimmy Kimmel set where they can do some of this in real time. But these look completely realistic. So between the Morgan Freeman being a, a, a deep fake not powered by an actor, it is unbelievably accurate. And then you're looking at this deep fake, which is sort of the face swap version of the technology I showed you, which is frankly phenomenal. And so you're seeing now how they normalize this. They're giving this guy press. They're making it seem cool. And then you have the tech guy behind the project. I have not done a deep dive into that gentleman's company but I have a strong feeling uh, that he could be backed by some of the same people who I've already shown you are behind a lot of these other companies that we are researching and dissecting and analyzing because this serves a purpose. The purpose is to normalize and humanize and desensitize people to this at the same time they are getting data back from the viewers of the videos that are created, seeing how realistic they are, do people believe in it? So there's a lot of data that comes back to them through publishing this stuff. They're gaining a lot of analytics.
Let's continue here. Let's say Tom Cruise gave us the consent for this likeness, where we could move beyond just small parody clips. Everybody gets paid for that intellectual property. That does raise uh, ethical questions about where you fit in all this. The thesis of this company that Chris started begins with ethics. They see oh yeah, everything, everything in uh, this anti-human technology begins with ethics. You notice that? AI Foundation, Neuralink, all these guys. It always begins with ethics. Don't worry. This is ethical. This is ethical. This is pro-human. They'll only take on projects they consider ethical. But some worry leaving companies and individuals to make that decision could be a dangerous precedent. Congress has held hearings on deepfakes and AI, and the FBI tells NBC News they're following the rapidly developing technology closely. They're following the rapidly growing technology closely? Are you kidding me? They're helping develop it. We've already proven that. We've already proven that CIA money through NQTEL is behind this. We've already proven that Lars Butler sits on the board of IP3 International and sits on the Ben's Cyber Council in which he said he supports FBI, DOD, NSA, and the White House. I've already proven that to you, so they're keeping an eye on it. They're funding it. The government is building the artificial intelligence. They have councils focused on this. With people like Eric Schmidt, the former head of Google, I showed you up. He's up to his eyes in intelligence money. Come on, folks. The government is keeping an eye on it. Oh, yeah. Keeping an eye on it. No, they're tracking the analytics and figuring out how to develop it further. Saying we'll continue to investigate any violations of federal law and actors that may use them for nefarious acts. Should we understand it as a potential threat to our democracy? I think the technology is morally neutral. As it develops, the positive output will so far outweigh the negative nefarious uses. The technology is morally neutral. Well, every tool is going to be morally neutral. It's the users of the technology that are immoral. It's the people developing it that are immoral. It's the people developing it that are connected back to intelligence. I don't know. Do you want intelligence running around creating all these things? Funding brain chips in the head and mind twins? I mean, maybe you're in favor of that. If you are, I'm okay. That's your right to, to, to be in favor of that. But this is dangerous. It leads us down the road of transhumanism, anti-humanism, and the technocratic genocide of humanity itself. Like what you're seeing. Just wait till what's coming next. And there is more coming next. Ume, Fisher's partner, says that it is Fisher's talent, and he is so talented, combined with that AI that makes this possible. But the technology is quickly catching up. They're both well aware that they are in uncharted territory. And at least one government, you guys, has wow. reached out to Chris Ume to learn more about this technology, which raises so many questions. It does, and it's just mind-blowing to see how similar it is. Is there a way to know when this is fake and to tell when it's fake from reality? The, the short answer is no. Not really. There are companies yeah. that are building tools to try to detect this technology, but it, there are even people who knew Tom Cruise. Yeah, and we're going to show you one of the companies that supposedly is building a technology to 
to uh, track whether this stuff is being used. But as I explained to you before, um, this stuff is not... um, these companies, I, I don't believe that's really their purpose. Let's continue. Have met Tom Cruise, who reached out to me after I shared that video on Instagram, after they posted on TikTok and said, oh, Tom's a great guy, isn't he? Oh, my God. It was the first thing I asked you when I saw you this week, as I had seen that online. This guy does it for entertainment, but the risk is if someone does it to compromise some professional right. actor or politician. And you guys will relate to this. There were hearings. Adam Schiff held hearings on the Hill about this in Washington, D.C., about the effect potentially on election interference, on our democracy. You know, as an entity, what could possibly happen if this gets into the wrong hands? And I don't think anybody has the answer to that quite yet. Yeah. And Ume is such a good actor. He could impersonate Tom Cruise without the deep fake. But it's really mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Great interview, Jake. Thank you, guys. Okay, so when we get back, I'm going to show you this company that is supposedly developing uh, tracking so that they could tell if somebody did a deepfake. And then I'm going to show you an example again. This is out of supposedly Russia. Remember, they mentioned a government who reached out to them about utilizing the technology again. The United States government is the one developing this technology anyway. CIA, intelligence, military money is behind it. But I'm going to show you one where supposedly Russia created a deep fake of Zelensky. And so we'll take a look at that when we get back again. Another real world example of where this technology is already creeping its way into your life. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, folks, I am Dustin Gold, and you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard in the metaverse. Oh, this isn't real. We are all deepfake AI projections. All right, folks, so what I want to do is I'm going to show you a video uh, that I found of a company that is supposedly creating technology to spot deep fakes and so i want to show this to you it is quick i'm going to get through this one and then i'm going to show you this deep fake video created of Zelensky, supposedly by the russian government i just want to show you because it's been uh, sort of a worry of these people or they claim as you saw in my emails with uh, rob mallory the ai foundation from 2018 that it would be used to help start World War III. Now, I think World War III is already being started by uh, our own governments, <laughs> but I need to show it to you because you're going to see more and more and more of this uh, on the news. All right, let's take a look at this video first from this company that claims that they are going to help track this stuff and spot this stuff. President Trump. They're going to Mexico. They're going to many other countries. And here is Alec Baldwin doing his impression of Trump on Saturday Night Live. Took my microphone to Kenya and they broke it and now it's broken. Now, look at this. Can you hear that? It's picking up somebody's sniffing here. I think it's her sniffs. Researchers have figured out a way to map Trump's face onto Alec Baldwin. 
Okay, and so what you're seeing on the screen for the audio only audience is you've got a video of Trump on the left, you've got Alec Baldwin playing Trump on the right, and then you've got Trump in the middle. It's Alec Baldwin with the Trump deepfake skin over the face. And I showed you some of this uh, the other day because the person who actually created these, I reached out to a few years ago to develop uh, some for us and see if we could partner with them on doing some corporate videos. So again, I just want you to see this because they're going to talk to this company that's supposedly building technology to spot it. They've done it for other politicians too. I haven't been this excited since I found out my package from L.L. Bean had shipped. <laughs> I, I'm ready to fight. It's known as a deep fake, a new sophisticated way of making fake video using artificial intelligence. You may have seen funny examples of deep fakes on the internet. My favorite is probably Lisa Vanderpump. But the US government is concerned about the potential damage of deep fake videos and has partnered with academic institutions to develop technology to detect them. Okay, now, now, again, again, you're going to hear this theme. You're going to see it throughout articles. If you go research this yourself, you're going to see that the United States government, yeah, the United States government is so concerned about this technology. Well, then why the hell is the United States government behind funding the technology? And so now it says they're going to partner with universities to help create detection software to detect the very technology in which they are helping fund. You see, it's always this loop. It's a loop. It never ends. The government creates the problem, provokes the reaction, and offers the solution. If Adam Schiff, as they said, held a committee on this, I wonder if he ever asked... Hey, guys, are we funding this? No, he probably did not ask that. Let's continue. And while some tech experts say the threat is exaggerated, lawmakers are concerned that deepfakes could be used to influence the 2020 election. We are going to get to a point where you are not going to visually be able to decide. Okay, so this is Hanny Farid, professor at UC Berkeley. Fake videos, and we sort of want to get out ahead of this before we get to that point. A disaster. A failure. A complete F. Hani Farid is a professor at UC Berkeley and an expert in digital forensics. Okay, now let me just point this out to you again. This is to show you the lies and the gaslighting that goes on. As I told you uh, in a recent episode when we were talking about bots on Twitter, and I said that these tech companies would have the ability to spot all the bots in about two seconds if they wanted to and ban them from the account. All of these videos, these deepfake videos, are released and disseminated and go viral, which is totally fake, I believe. It's the algorithms that can make things go viral on purpose because they serve a purpose. But you have to disseminate your creation, your piece of art, your deepfake video that you made, let's say if you're a novice, on YouTube on Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, and such. And so the, the very people that we see behind the companies building the technology, like AI Foundation, are investors either out of the military and intelligence or people like Biz Stone, co-founder of Twitter, the, the big technologists, right? 
And remember I showed you that Lars Butler was completely lying to you when he said that he was going to give you personal AI free of government and free of big tech when I told you the people behind him are big tech and the government? So now the government is going to create these safety measures for the very technology they're funding, and the tech companies who are also behind the technologies could put a safety measure into place because they created the technology, therefore they have the back door to the technology and know how to spot when it's fake, could just ban all the deepfake videos, samples, parodies, and everything else. If they wanted to, they would never be allowed to be uploaded. So they want them to be uploaded. Otherwise, they would not be allowing them to be uploaded. It's that simple. You wouldn't need to have all these in-depth conversations and discussions about the morality behind these technologies because if they wanted them to be banned, they would be banned and they wouldn't be funding them. They're funding them because they want them to exist. It's that simple. He works with the Defense Department's research program, DARPA. Fareed's team has downloaded hours of footage of President Trump. Okay, they just said he works with DARPA. Folks, do you know how much Frankenstein technology comes out of DARPA? DARPA's been developing brain chips to put inside super soldiers for years to basically build real-life Incredible Hulk Iron Men. DARPA has a technology where you shove a Q-tip basically into your nose and tickle your brain with it and you can write code onto the brain like uploading a program like in the movie matrix oh gee i wonder why people like me were wondering what they're really putting into people's heads when they're testing them every five minutes for covid when they already admitted that the pcr test does not work we, I'm not going to even get into that because all of you in this audience know all about Carrie Mullis and the PCR test and everything else, but they want to tickle your brain with a Q-tip. And I was telling my friends and family, don't do it. You don't know what is on the end of the Q-tip. Let's say it wasn't nefarious, but the majority of these tests are made over in China. How do you know there's not rat poison on the end of the Q-tip? They're being manufactured in the country that's being blamed for spreading COVID. Out of the Wuhan lab, that was being operated by our Fort Detrick scientist from Frederick, Maryland, right down the street from me. But DARPA is involved with so much stuff. And now DARPA is working on technology to help detect the very technology that they're creating. You see this? You see that this mind trip they take you on? Oh, yeah, folks. This is, this is the real deal here. Trump, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and other 2020 candidates to build a system that recognizes how they move as they talk. He calls it fingerprinting. Everybody has like these distinct characteristics. What is Trump's style? Trump's style is very consistent. He basically, he doesn't actually move very much. His eye movements, his eyebrows are extremely static. He tends not to move his head a lot. This is the only part of his face that really moves a lot right here. We are going to track the facial expressions and the head movements. The laser beams coming out of the eyes are showing you where the eyes are looking. The red dots that you see are showing me how is the... Right, so they're showing a diagram up on the screen of Trump with sort of a uh, blueprint overlaid over his face with tracking dots and a box and everything else. Now, are they developing this over at DARPA to detect when people use deepfakes, or are they doing this to develop 
further technology for the deepfakes and the mind twins? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Folks, they are not looking to protect us. They are the ones building this stuff. Mouth moving, how are the eyebrows moving? By the end of this calendar year, that is the goal is that we will have most, if not all of the candidates fingerprinted. With this sophisticated system you've built, yeah. who's gonna run the tests in 2020? What we are hoping to do with the help of DARPA is to prop up a website. With the help of DARPA, yeah, with the help of DARPA, and we're gonna track all the candidates, we've scanned all their faces. Does this not sound creepy to you? Folks, they developed the technology that enables the ability to make the deep fake and then at the same time they're telling you they're developing the technology to track the deep fake and now they're scanning the faces of all these candidates and don't you think for one second that they aren't scanning your face everywhere you go through their prison planet amazon ring and google nest systems in half the houses in america the government has already admitted that they have thousands of facial profiles, uh, like photographs of you within their system at the FBI. They've already admitted to that. We're all being tracked. They're probably creating deepfake videos of all of us. Why not? They have the technology to do it. Trust me, they are not interested in protecting you from the very technology that they developed. Right. Where. People like CNN, The New York Times, The Washington Post can upload videos that are in question before they run a story. They can validate them and then they can make decisions on how they deal with that video. Right. So the government, DARPA, is going to check videos on behalf of reporters that let's just pretend reporters were objective and independent of government, which we know that's pretty much a lie. So now the reporters that are supposed to be independent are now going to use the government Department of Defense technology to verify whether or not a video they have is in fact real and fact-checked by the very government that funds the technology in which the government tells you you have to be careful of. God, God, does this sound crazy to you or what? We are living in a matrix. Jesus, let's continue. News organizations did just that when they debunked a recent video of Nancy Pelosi. Though it wasn't a deep fake, it was just simple editing that slowed down the video to make it look like she was slurring her words. A reminder that manipulating video has been around for years, long before artificial intelligence made deep fakes possible. Okay, folks, so you remember that video of Nancy Pelosi, so they're sending, saying that the reporters actually uploaded that video into the DARPA system, and the DARPA system told them that that was fake. Let's continue with this video, the Zelensky video I'm talking to you about. Here we go. Chaos at a supermarket in Russia. Shoppers scramble for bags of sugar as Western sanctions make basic necessities hard to come by. The woman who shot this video says there were empty shelves, no salt, no sugar, no pasta. This Russian blogger gave a tour of his local supermarket. It's well stocked, but prices have skyrocketed. Milk is up 45%, pasta 30%, fish 60%. Meanwhile, the Kremlin is deploying a new weapon in the war on Ukraine. Deep 
Now, again, I don't know if this is true, if this is not true. There's been admitted to technology over the years that allows the United States government to put its uh, like foreign countries' fingerprints when they do hacking. So we could hack into, say, France's, uh, I don't know, mainframe, and then put the fingerprints of Russia on there. So nobody really knows. I think all these governments work in cooperation together anyway. It's basically a new world order, one world government. So don't worry about the fact that whether or not it's Russia or it's not Russia, I seriously could not care less about the Russia-Ukraine war. Uh, I think it's just another, you know, version of the scamdemic. But, but, again, this is inside edition, so they're pushing this idea of deepfakes being used in sort of uh, helping create a World War III. In the end, they're going to be able to pull and take all their fingerprints off this by blaming uh, these wars and everything on deepfake videos. That was always a concern of mine, and that is something they're definitely working towards. But now you're going to see it in the mainstream, involved with politics, involved with geopolitics right here. Fake videos. This one purports to show Ukraine's heroic President Zelensky supposedly telling his soldiers to surrender and give up your arms. But no one was fooled by such an obvious fake. Here it is side by side with the real Zelensky, who's been praised around the world for his bold leadership and refusal to abandon Kyiv. Sam Gregory is an expert on deep fakes. The man's body doesn't look like Zelensky. His neck doesn't look like Zelensky. His voice doesn't sound like Zelensky and his face is just looks kind of odd. But these kinds of deepfakes can fool people. President Zelensky responded quickly to the deepfake video, telling his people there will be no surrender. The only ones who should give up arms are Russian soldiers. Hello, everybody. And Arnold Schwarzenegger today reached out to his fans in Russia, appealing to them not to fall for Putin's propaganda. Okay, none of that really matters, but the fact is, you see what they're doing there. They're pushing the deepfake video further into the lexicon by bringing it up and saying that Russia created a deepfake, and I'm sure if Russia actually did it, if the government funded it, it would be a lot better version uh, than what they uh, had shown but it goes to show you they're now putting this cyber metaverse world right out front and center for all of these plebeians that are following the Russia-Ukraine war. And they're sitting there telling you that now this deepfake technology is being utilized to try to start World War III. It's very dangerous for those people who say this isn't real. It's all very real. It's all right there. And as people say, well, it doesn't affect me. You're falling into their trap. Well, it will affect you. It will affect you. When it does affect you, I am making you aware of it so that you can educate your friends and family and children and grandchildren to be aware of this stuff. And I think it's sad that we have to say, don't believe everything you see. But first, people have to understand not to believe everything we see. And you have to learn how to verify it using your own common sense, using your own gut feelings. If something doesn't appear to be real, it's probably not. Ladies and gentlemen, when I get back, I'm going to wrap this up by showing you some examples of where I think that this might be used in the real world without us knowing about it, like the Deepak Chopra AI mind twin. And I'm also going to tell you a little bit more about Keith Alexander, former head of the NSA, retired general, who is a partner in AI Foundation. We'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv. 
You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Folks, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you're listening to Pain.tv. And I just showed you a couple of videos. I think that were very important. And that was the fact that DARPA is behind the technology that's helping track the technology that DARPA is building. And then on top of it, I showed you uh, a news piece in which they are claiming that the Kremlin developed a deepfake video of Zelensky to help provoke, you know, World War III. Now, let me just bring this back up on the screen for you as we bring this whole thing full circle. I am back on the AIfoundation.com website. And we are looking here at the Global AI Council, of which Deepak Chopra sits, Biz Stone, who we've covered, Dr. Mathias Nessier that we covered, and then General Retired Keith Alexander. And right here on the AI Foundation website, it credits Keith Alexander uh, with IronNet cybersecurity. So it says right here, let me just read his bio. General Retired Keith Alexander is the founder and CEO of IronNet Cybersecurity Inc., of which I remind you, Lars Butler sits on that board. And they both sit on the board of IP3 International together. Okay, so clearly they are connected. I mean, they sit on each other's boards and then they sit on a board together at IP3 International and they're both part of the Ben's Cyber Council as well. So that's four direct connections. They're basically business partners. I don't know how you can say it any different than that. It says General Alexander was previously the highest ranked military official of the U.S. Cyber Command, the NSA, and the Central Security Service. He holds a BS from the U.S. Military Academy and an MS in Business Administration from Boston University, an MS in Systems Technology, Physics, and in National Security Strategy. Okay, so former head of U.S. Cyber Command and the NSA. And Central Security Service. All right? So you know who he is. He sits on Lars Butler's board at the AI Foundation. Lars Butler sits on his board at IronNet. So Alexander is helping develop AI Foundation technology, of which we've proven to you, is working on the deepfake video, deepfake audio, and the AI mind twin brain as Rob Mallory, uh, Mallory of the AI Foundation said to me in emails in 2018, they are building the F-35 fighter jet of AI, of mind twins, of digital twins. Now, I'm going to pull up this article here on Business Insider from September 10th, 2020. Amazon added the ex-NSA spy chief who presided over the Edward Snowden scandal to its board. This is Keith Alexander. 
join the Amazon board in 2020, okay? Amazon announced Thursday it has elected former National Security Agency Chief Keith Alexander to its board. Alexander presided over the NSA when the Edward Snowden scandal broke. Snowden reacted to the news of Alexander's hiring to Amazon saying, it turns out, hey, Alexa is short for, hey, Keith Alexander. Why is this important? Well, whether you trust Edward Snowden or not, whether he was a spy, whether his job was to uh, normalize all of the spying technology, none of that really matters. Because what Snowden told us was true. If his job was just to put the information out there to normalize it, that's fine. It still means it was true. And he presented a lot of glaring information. So it says here, Keith Alexander was in the spotlight in 2013 when Edward Snowden, a former CIA subcontractor, leaked thousands of NSA documents and blew the whistle on the agency's mass surveillance programs, triggering global outrage. Alexander accused Snowden at the time of being a Russian operative. As some of you may know, Snowden lives in Russia. At this time, Snowden tweeted, quote, it turns out, hey, Alexa is short for, hey, Keith Alexander, end end quote. Uh, Snowden tweeted, quote, yes, the Keith Alexander personally responsible for the unlawful mass surveillance programs that caused a global scandal and Amazon Web Services host minus 6% of all websites. He added, citing tech survey site W3Techs. And that's important, okay, because Alexander sits on the board of AI Foundation, the company that wants you, you and your child and your mother and your grandchildren to upload their consciousness to their cloud. The same man who was willingly spying on all Americans now wants you to upload your consciousness to the cloud. Let me read you this article quickly. Vanity Fair. Steve Jobs and Elon Musk are Silicon Valley most inspiring figures. Asked to name their tech world role model, the luminaries at Vanity Fair's first ever new establishment summit named two people above all, Apple co-founder Steve Jobs and Tesla CEO Elon Musk. A wide variety of respondents, including Google Executive Chairman Eric Schmidt, who we've gotten into in the past, Yelp co-founder Jeremy Stoppelman, Recode editor Kara Swisher, Dealbook editor Andrew Ross Sorkin, California Attorney General Camilla Harris, I don't even care about her, she doesn't exist in my metaverse, and former National Security Agent Chief Keith Alexander all paid tribute to Jobs or Musk or both. And I found that Alexander actually said that Elon Musk was his tech world role model. The man building the Neuralink brain chip is Keith Alexander, the former head of the NSE and Cyber Command, his role model. The same man sitting on the board of AI Foundation helping build the Mind Twin technology where you're going to upload your consciousness. And these are the people like Keith Alexander that are what? Helping build detection software to stop deepfakes from starting World War III when they are involved with building the deepfake technology themselves. That is the point of this. Let me show you this. A Maryland base, this is on CyberScoop from May 
2018. A Maryland-based cybersecurity startup led by former NSA chief Keith Alexander has scored another big investment. Now, I told you Lars Butler sits on the board of IronNet with Keith Alexander. It says IronNet Cybersecurity announced a $78 million Series B raise Thursday, adding to the $32 million it already pulled in 2015. The funding primarily comes from a group of blue-chip venture capital firms. Return investors Kleiner, Perkins, Caulfield, and Byers. That may sound familiar to you, because they've popped up in a couple of other research projects we've done. Oh, do you need a reminder of who Kleiner, Perkins, Caulfield, and Byers are? Well, let me bring you to this article on Silicon Valley Business Journal about InQtel. Remember InQtel, the CIA's hedge fund? The firm has made about 325 investments since 2000, more than 100 of which weren't announced, although the identities of some of those companies have leaked out. Sometimes the secrecy is due to national security concerns, and sometimes the startup doesn't want its ties to intelligence publicized. The journal sources told it, we went over this before. I asked you if you were comfortable with the CIA, with the government, putting its dirty little fingers into the hands of all of these Silicon Valley startups and all of these companies and using the carrot and stick to control these very technologies and asking you if we're going to get a piece of the action they own stock and public companies too do we get a piece of that i don't think so but let me continue three of inqtels are partners at silicon valley venture firms whose portfolio companies have received inqtel investments Peter Barris of New Enterprise Associates, Ted Schlein of Kleiner, Perkins, Caulfield, and Byers. Let me pop right over here to InQtel. And who is on their website, on their board of trustees? Ted Schlein. It says right here, Ted Schlein is a general partner at Kleiner, Perkins, Caulfield, Byers, Schlein joined KCB in 1996 with a focus on early-stage technology companies in the enterprise software and infrastructure markets, including ventures within the networking and consumer security arenas. So Ted Schlein, who sits on the board of trustees of InQtel, of the CIA, is a partner at Kleiner, Perkins, Clawfield, and Byers, who gave money to IronNet Security, cybersecurity, which is controlled by Keith Alexander, and of which Lars Butler sits on the board. Now, this should not be a major revelation because, because Keith Alexander was former head of the NSA. He's already deeply tied into intelligence. And as Lars Butler wrote in his piece, which we're going to review in a separate show, probably a one-hour special, Lars Butler says that he supports through the Ben Cyber Council, of which him and Alexander sit on, the DOD, the FBI, the White House, etc. So you see Alexander, former head of the NSA, sitting on the board of AI Foundation, who has another company, IronNet Cybersecurity, which gets money from Kleiner, Perkins, Caulfield, and Byers, whose partner sits on the board of trustees of 
in QTEL, which is the CIA. Wow. I had to bring all that in, folks. That's some... <laughs> That's some crazy information. But again, remember these guys in government, these intelligence agencies, the Department of Defense. Don't worry, folks. They're all working for you, right? They're all working to protect you. They're building technologies through DARPA to track the very technology in which they unleashed on the world. All the spooks, all the military guys, they're all sitting on the boards of these companies along with all the big tech billionaire oligarchs who claim to be protecting you while they are the ones actually building and funding the very technology they claim to be protecting you from. That's a common theme here, I think. I think over the last 20 episodes, we've established that. Now, let me go to this quickly. This was an article we reviewed on Variety.com, and it talked about the investments in AI Foundation Series 1 raise, and amongst them was Endeavor. I told you that was William Morris Endeavor, which is Ari Emanuel, who was the brother of Rahm Emanuel, who was Barack Obama's chief of staff and the former mayor of Chicago, and his other brother, Ezekiel Emanuel, who was credited with writing Obamacare. And Endeavor, William Morris Endeavor, they control a huge, huge percentage of the celebrities alive today. I told you that Ari Emanuel himself was Donald Trump's personal agent who represented him in his celebrity apprentice deals and other brand deals. And he also, while he was his agent, represented people like Colin Kaepernick, who were supposed to be foes of Donald Trump. And while they were all feuding while Donald Trump was in White House, Ari Emanuel was the big-time talent agent in charge of them all, overseeing their careers and their brands. And the character Ari Gold was developed off of the real-life Ari Emanuel, a character out of the entourage. Ari Emanuel and Endeavor also oversee all of the WWE people and Vince McMahon and his empire. And so Emmanuel pulls the talent strings of people like Donald Trump while he's feuding with other people that Ari Emanuel is the manager of. At the same time, Ari Emanuel also controlled many of the books, the anti-Trump books that came out during the Trump presidency and controlled the TV rights to those. So as you see, it's one tangled web of people around Endeavor and Ari Emanuel, but he controls all these celebrities. Ari Emanuel invested, Endeavor invested in AI Foundation. Well, how do you think AI Foundation got the connection to Deepak Chopra and these other celebrities that are working with AI Foundation to allow them to build mind twins? Well, obviously it's through Endeavor. You partner with a talent agency, the world's biggest talent agency, Hollywood's most powerful talent agency. Now, this is a website that popped up on my radar several years ago, maybe four. It was before COVID. And this website is called Cameo.com. And on Cameo.com, I have it up on the screen here. You can go through and look at a number of actors, celebrities, athletes, musicians, political folks, where you can pay a very small amount of money to have a customized, you know, one, two, three minute video made for a birthday, 
a corporate event, whatever. And I started tracking this because it was really hurting my business at the time through William Gold Entertainment, where we would have an Obama impersonator or a Sarah Palin impersonator, Donald Trump impersonator, whatever. We would shoot a corporate video for a company for, say, $2,500. So if they didn't want to do a full 30-minute comedic State of the Union-style address, which is our specialty, or they didn't want to do a comedic debate for an hour with multiple characters, and they didn't want to spend, you know, five, ten, fifteen thousand, or whatever the price was going to be, we would say, hey, how about a customized video for your rich husband's birthday party? It'll be $1,500. Or how about a video from Obama welcoming everyone to the corporate event, and that'll be $2,500. And so all of a sudden, Cameo pops out, and some of the real people are doing videos for like 50 bucks, 100 bucks. And I said, how is this a possibility? Let's just look. I'm going to pull up on here Donald Trump Jr. So Donald Trump Jr. is on here. And he will make a video for you for, okay, so you can message Donald Trump Jr. for $20. Okay, and uh, it was on here. Okay, so now he'll do a live video for you for $1,500. He will do a customized video for you for like, I think it was $500 I found. You could find all kinds of people on here. You could find, uh, at the time, Sean Spicer. Let's see if he's still on here. Sean Spicer. He was the former White House secretary. He was the former uh, head of the RNC marketing. This guy will do a birthday video for you for $199. You can message him for $20. So when this first came out, I said, this is unbelievable. How could this be? I don't care. Um, When you sit there and you go, well, he could shoot 10 of these and he'll make $2,000. What is $200 or $1,500 to Donald Trump Jr.? And the fact that these guys who protect their brand over the years are willing to do a birthday video for your son or a bar mitzvah video... No way. And so when COVID came about and I had a little more time to investigate, I started to say to myself, well, wait a second. Can you imagine uh, like the Morgan Freeman video I showed you that's becoming more and more and more accurate and more realistic? Could you imagine if maybe AI Foundation partnered with Endeavor Because a lot of these celebrity people on Cameo, let's say, created Mind Twins. And so you think you're buying a customized video of David Hasselhoff, but in reality, it's actually a Mind Twin. Could it be? Could you think you're renting Donald Trump Jr. for $1,500 to appear on Zoom at your meeting? But in reality, it's actually a mind twin. Do you think that someone like me at a pitch meeting could literally pay Donald Trump Jr. while his father is supposedly about to go to prison for espionage and I could give him $1,500 and he jumps on Zoom and comes to my uh, my uh, meeting, my pitch meeting, helps me pitch a product to a company as if he's my friend? 
I mean, look at this. Jeremy Piven, he's the actor who played Ari Gold, the character based on Ari Emanuel. $300, I can get a video from him. Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond, $499, I can get a video from him. Come on, folks, think about it. Maybe the Mind Twins are already out there. Maybe the deal that Endeavor did with the AI Foundation was that they were going to license all of these actors to them to have the Mind Twins just rake in all this small money, this $100, $200, $500 money. As the actor that was playing Tom Cruise in those deepfake videos said, imagine a business model where they could license their image. Well, folks, what do you think? I didn't think of it. That's what I was trying to do with my entertainment company five years ago, four years ago, three years ago. I wanted the ability to utilize their images and then have my voice actors do the voices. But now, with the full-blown Mind Twin software from AI Foundation, the faces and the audio could both be fake, and it could be driven by an AI brain. And in the cases of Cameo, and most times, I'll write out a script. Like, you'll say, Brad Garrett, I want you to say, Happy birthday, Mom, you're the coolest, and then stick in one of your jokes. So AI can definitely learn how to do that. I don't know if this is true. I spent maybe a minute starting to look into Cameo's $100 million raise back in May of 2021. Amazon is involved. Jeff Bezos, his father, grandfather was instrumental in DARPA. Uh, Google's involved. That's CIA. So I don't know. Maybe that is what it is. Maybe we are already seeing digital AI projections of these actors designed in a way to actually fool people who think they are buying a real video of one of these people, which brings us back to where we started the show and where we ended yesterday. When you're watching television, how do you know that these talking heads are the people they say they are? Well, thanks to people like Lars Butler and Keith Alexander and Peter Thiel and our own government, the intelligence and military men, the big business money behind this technology, we don't know. We don't know. But where are they going with it? Well, I think this is the beginning phases, as we have proven, of uploading one's consciousness to a cloud And then having it beam down into these non-biological suits, these people are going to gain everyone's knowledge that is imported into this mind twin system through this mind quest process that I showed you about. And eventually it will be the Neuralink or one of the other companies out there, one of those brain chips that will take your information, upload it to the cloud, and it will be processed by Lars Butler, by that creep, and his intelligence and military connections to develop your mind twin, and they will be able to utilize it however they want. They will be able to take your knowledge and combine it with the other knowledge and develop their all-powerful AI hive mind built from the thoughts and the memories and the knowledge of all of us. That's where they're going with this. They've said it a million times. We have proven it. So this episode wraps up this series on Lars Butler and the AI Foundation. Tomorrow, I will play you an interview about what the government is going to do to those of us who refuse to jump into their meta-human matrix. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.tv. Come and join us at Pain.tv slash gold. Contribute to this community of great people. Throw a little bit of money in every month and help support this program as well as the Thomas Paine Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold signing off for Pain.tv. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold.